I would leave her on the bed. Mm -hmm. Like our, we have a king size bed, mm -hmm. so. It's I big just, enough. Yes, and she wasn't crawling at the time that yep. I knew. She just fell she right off. Right is off it not, bed. and it's, the, you want to talk about some mob guilt. You, yeah. your child, something like yes. that happens. Yes. Hagen fell off the couch the other day. I mean, just like head first. So I thought he's going to be fine. I mean, he's a year old. He should, be, he should know how to get off the couch. Hi, my name is Callie. And on this podcast, hindsight is everything. Our goal is to look back on seasons we've been through and help prepare those about to face the same things. There's something powerful in knowing you're not alone and knowing someone has gone before you. So I gather up some great people. I ask them all the questions I can think of. And then hopefully by the end, we're better than when we started. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to No One Told Me. a jacket on my kid because honestly they're only in the cold for like two minutes in between the car and our destination my kids sometimes eat chick-fil-a and by sometimes i mean probably once a week occasionally twice a week if you're going to force it out of me and i talk about screen time like we have these designated periods during the day that the kids can watch their shows but really it's more like whenever i need to get ready or clean or fold laundry that's screen time and then there's when i have to go to work these are just a few times in any given week mom guilt creeps in. Honestly, I feel like I'm getting this mom thing wrong more than I'm getting it right. I feel like there's an unspoken set of expectations that just kind of linger out there that everyone else knows how to reach, but I don't. I feel like I'm not being the best for, I'm not doing the best for my kids, and I'm scarring them for life with my decisions. And the more I talked about it, the more I learned it's not just me. Whether it's work, or the day-to-day -day decisions we make for our littles, we can't escape this feeling. So I asked the best mom I know, my own of course, and my friends Natalie and her mom Rose, to talk about the guilt so often connected with motherhood. This is No One Told Me About Mom Guilt. Okay, we are back with one of the topics that I have thrown around since I think we launched No One Told Me because it's a personal one for me that's been huge. And that's the topic of mom guilt. And I don't necessarily just talk about if you work, you feel guilty about working and leaving your kids with someone else. I think it's across all facets of life with kids. Every decision that you make and what you feed them, or if you let them watch TV, you wonder if they're melting their brains. I mean, it's just, it goes on forever. So I brought in three people who I know can speak to this topic. Right next to me is my mom, Carol. She is, in my opinion, one of the best moms there is out there, but she Aww. also, you're welcome. I know. Go make me banana pudding now, Carol. Um, <laughs> I'm on it. But uh, I had to have her in here. She worked full time, did the whole thing and raised three kids. And then we have Natalie Phillips, who is also raising three kids. I think anyone who goes from two to three, I think you have about four added gems to your crown in heaven. I really do. Yeah. Whoever told you that going from two to three is, oh, you just add them. 
It's lying. No, it's, it's lying. not. It's, it's not lying. as easy as it's, you would like to imagine. No, it's so hard. So hard. <laughs> um, but she just went back to school and has her youngest. Fair is how old? She'll be a year in a few weeks. That blows my mind. Yeah, I, I feel like you just had her. Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah. And then we have her mom, Miss Rose, who just retired and moved here around where we are in Knoxville. We're very excited. She's here, raised two girls. That's right. And worked full-time as a nurse. That's right. While doing it. So yeah. I always wish someone I had someone medical in my family. Yeah, everybody always comes up to me and says, oh, you're a nurse, aren't you? Let me ask you this question. Look at, look at this. Look at this bump. What, is this, what, what do you think this is right here? What do you think this is? You have to have at least one friend that you can text pictures of things to That's and right. ask them if they can diagnose it. Yeah. Does teeth count as medical? Mom, yes, 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 yes. It does, but I know that I'm sitting with about three cavities right now. Yeah. I'm just being real Are honest you with you. That's the first flossing. question. No. I'm going to tell, tell you the last time I floss is the last time you saw me in your office when you did it for I don't, me. I'm horrible at flossing, too. I'm so It's the worst. And I don't know. I don't uh, think it really makes that big of a difference. Okay, three cavities. <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise. But let's just get a little handle of where you all are in the mom game. It's, it is a game. This is all just a game with the lives of our children that we're playing. No, I'm just kidding. But let's go into, Mom, how many kids, how old we all are. Give us a little bit of backstory. How old you were when you had us, that kind of deal. Okay. The oldest is Justin, and he is 36, and I had him when I was 28. Is that when I had Henley, my first? I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember these things. And then... It's a black hole. (laughs) And then Casey is 34. 34, yes. And then uh, Callie is coming up on 31. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I want to stay squarely in my 20s for a little while longer. That's all I ask. (laughs) And you worked full-time the whole time, right? The whole time. You left the house at what time most of the time in the mornings? I said dark 30 to dark 30. And that was the truth of it. It was the truth. Especially when we decided to try to be athletic and you had to cart us around. Yes, that was a challenge. You know, one part of me wants my kids to be athletic because I just, I want them to have hobbies. But the other part of me wants them to just want to read and work puzzles so I don't have to take them anywhere. I just feel like that's fair. Yeah. Or know some other moms to carpool. Yes. That's, that's, the, that's yeah. what mom. That's yep. the two. Yeah. That's you the way to do it. Other moms yeah. involved. The carpool, <laughs> village. The caravan. Help yeah. me. Anyone, yes. please. <laughs> All right, Natalie, uh, give us a little bit of backstory about your three and what you're planning to do coming up like within the next year or two, right? Mm, you get back yeah. to work? Year. Yeah. Less than a year. So, yeah. So, I have three. Lincoln is seven. About to be eight. Nora's four. Gosh, growing on 14. And uh, Farrah is one, almost one in a couple weeks. And Lincoln I had when I was 26. Nora I had when I was 29. And Farrah I had, you know, when I was, you know. Okay. <laughs> I was around here at years old. 33. Right? Is that well, right? What's weird, when I met you, you all had just had Nora. Yeah. I was thinking we, about this the other day. You, you literally were just carrying her in your arms. And I I do feel like that that just happened. Yeah, it's sad. We moved here. She was four months old when we moved mm-hmm. here. 
It's crazy. just insane. And yeah. I remember thinking, she's going to pack up a whole house, move her entire family here with a four-month-old. Like, <laughs> I got hives for you. Well, no, yes. Well, my mother-in-law, Jonathan's mom, is the best mother-in-law oh, she is. ever. Her she and my is. mom, she's like a second mom. Her and my mom packed up basically my whole house. Before we left, I packed up my whole kitchen. Because that usually is the bulk of it, but we had a lot of attic stuff, too. So, yeah, How did you already accumulate so much? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, we were in that house for... Eight years. Were Jonathan and I, we, we're going on 14 years almost. Marriage. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize mm, that. Yes. It doesn't feel that way, does it? No. Mm-mm. No. That's but, when you know you've done it right. Yeah. So those are my three youngins. Yeah. And you're back in school. I'm back in school. Yes. And I'm going online. And it's like a bridge program, RN to BSN. So I have my associate's degree in nursing and I'm getting my bachelor's degree. And then back so, to work. Yeah. Will you go back full time or part time? I will go back probably part time because I worked with Lincoln. I was I was a full working mom um, with Lincoln and with Nora, big pregnant with Nora and nursing with Nora. Was, that was that was fun too. Pumping, yeah, it's one yeah. of the most special yeah. things about working <laughs> and having babies. Yeah. It it's really great. is. Yeah. The amount of times when I've had to take phone calls while I'm pumping mm-hmm. and people can hear it in the background and it's just like, don't ask, yeah. just don't. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I just need you to pretend like you don't hear anything. Okay, it's a very distinct noise. <laughs> Nobody, you can't. It brings back so many memories. I would just walk around the office with my lunchbox and everybody would know what was in it. I mean, it was just yeah. full of milk. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. People would walk by with a cup of coffee. You need me to add anything? I'm, I wouldn't do that, but maybe I would. Miss <laughs> Rose, tell us about your two and kind of what it was like when you had them and working. Well, yeah, I was a working mom as well. I've always worked. Uh, I had a miscarriage with my first pregnancy. Really? That was in 1983. I was... 31. So my first child, who was Natalie, I had her when I was 32 and Stephanie when I was almost 35. Oh, I didn't realize you were that close in age. Yeah. What was it after having that first miscarriage and then getting pregnant again? Was there a lot of fear? There was. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of fear associated with that because I was already on up in age. I'd already been married 13 years Mm -hmm. before we decided to have children. Mm -hmm. So it was very, very scary because, you know, your first pregnancy, you know, you lose your child. And that's very traumatic. It, it was very early in the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember asking the physician, you know, does that mean that I'm going to have problems with sure. having and conceiving and having children? But it wasn't the case. Natalie came along a year or so after that. And it, it was just it was just a joyful experience. They're and both joyful. You just retired. I did. Are I just you retired. just so excited? It's just I still feel like I'm on vacation, but I'm just so I'm overjoyed to be here. My heart's desire has been to be up here, and it just couldn't be at a better time because Natalie, I, I've seen her struggle, you know, over the last year or so with so much and not have family here. Sure. So being a working mom over all these years, now I'm going to be able to experience taking care of my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful to the Lord. It took me a whole year to prepare to get, you know, my house sold and get up here. So, Well, and that's what I remember thinking for Natalie and you guys that I don't know how anyone does it without family. My heart hurts for anyone who has babies and they don't have family in town to step in and do and help. Because I I think I would have lost my mind if Mm -hmm. my, I mean, I remember I cried when you had to go back to work after I had Henley because I didn't want I took time off. (laughs) She took a whole week off and just stayed with me all day, every single day. That's a huge adjustment. Mm. It's huge. 
And it was the worst when you had to go back to work. I think I've, Ryan wants us to move. He wants us to get a, a little bit of a bigger house. And I said, you find a place that my mom can live with us and I will move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's just nothing like your mom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for encouragement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do have a few years of experience. And we just need to tell you every now and then, hey, it's going to be okay. That's it's exactly what. Okay. That's exactly what we need. The number of times, either if I wasn't calling the pediatrician, I was calling my mom when I when I first had babies. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, and I needed to know everything was normal and yes. it was okay. Well, you know, listen, I was thirty two and I'd been a nurse for years, and people assume, well, just because mm-hmm. you're a nurse, you know everything mm-hmm. there is. Mm-hmm. No, there's mm-hmm. nothing like experiencing I motherhood. Was, I was hand. just talking to someone today, nothing and she's like a she's a nurse practitioner too, and she was saying when they had their first one she said I stayed up all night people thought because I had a medical background that I would just be fine and not worry I was like I don't know of one person who didn't at least worry at some point something's wrong with my kid and I'm not catching it so especially those first few nights well see you know too much Mm -hmm. and you just assume oh this is that terrible illness this is going to mm-hmm. be something awful and if the what ifs just begin to multiply and steamroll when you get on that web md oh, and i can diagnose it. left no, and right listen i got a sore i beat do i have beaten so many diseases it's amazing mm-hmm. based on web md mm-hmm. rose tell her to stay off okay so for you guys what has been one of the best parts of being a mom Oh, this was such a great question because this just happened. Casey, uh, my youngest son, texted me and he said, what was it you used to say about midnight? And I said, nothing good happens after midnight. That is so funny. My mom says the same thing. When I used to ask why I had to be home by midnight, yes. that's what she Curfew. always said. Yes. Well, nothing ever said, good happens after midnight. That's what brought this conversation up because he so and my weird. oldest granddaughter have begun to talk about curfews. Mm-hmm. And he told her that and she said where did you ever hear that and he said my mom and I love hearing my words come out of his mouth it is it's the worst I'll catch my used to say to us all the time two wrongs don't make a right yeah yeah and the amount of times I say that now to Henley I love it I say it oh my Oh my this goodness. is the one I say, you make me so mad I can't see straight. Rose, I say that too. I also, whenever I stub a toe or drop something, I say, shoot fire. And you always said that. I did. You always I said did. that. And I say it every time. And Ryan always looks at me and just says, where did you get? That's not even a thing. Like, it is. No one says that. <laughs> What about for you guys? Some of the best things. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll Natalie's pointing to you, Miss Rose. <laughs> she wants you. You okay. got. You got to pick up I, what she's putting mine's, down. Mine's. Mine's a little. I don't know. It's. It's not on the like heavier side. But as soon as you, I don't know, just give birth to that child. Oh like my just goodness. knowing, like, like that's your child. Well, just the like yeah. Well, just like oh, this is like an unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Like it's like yes. you couldn't do anything so like wrong that I would not mm-hmm. love you. Like it's just a different type of love, a connection. Mm-hmm. And know. people told me I would understand God love in a bigger way and more completely having kids and I didn't get it until I got it like I did not get it until I had Henley and Hagen and exactly what you just said Natalie with the sense of there's nothing you can do that's going to make me not love you anymore absolutely that was like that's what sticks out for me that that I've noticed like just 
just the unconditional love. I can remember the first time, and, and maybe it was because I was older too and had a miscarriage, but the first time I laid eyes on Natalie, I just sobbed. Mm-hmm. I just sobbed. I don't know if it's hormones or just <laughs> seeing, a that, everything. seeing that she had ten fingers and ten mm-hmm. toes. She was so beautiful. She looked like a little china doll. I did, you know, you say beautiful. that, I didn't realize, I did the same thing. I, I remember specifically it. with, I did kind of with Henley, but with Hagen, I was just a mess. Because I could just hear him crying, because I had C-sections. And I could hear him crying somewhere in the room, but I couldn't see where he was. And it made me cry even harder, because I wanted him. Yeah. But when you first see them, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. so overwhelming. And it sounds corny, the miracle of life. Mm-hmm. But it's just so precious, just to see. You just lay there and you just stare at them. I still do that. Yeah. I, I still yeah. just yeah. stare at them. Yeah. Like, well, I was getting Henley ready today and Brian was in the living room with me and I said, you know what's weird? I grew her. Like I, like we, she is both of us put together and Ron said, I'm going to have to stop you right there <laughs> because she's in the room and that's all she needs to know. <laughs> I was like, that's fair. That's a fair that's point. Funny. So this whole topic that we are going to talk about, mom guilt, had you all heard about it before you had kids, while you were pregnant? I mean, when did you first hear it or feel it? I worked on a labor and delivery floor. You know, the moms that I worked with as fellow nurses and colleagues would always talk about, you know, because we work 12-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like Carol, mm-hmm. from the sun, you're going to work when you're, it's dark, and then you're coming Come home. And the, so their guilt was centered around someone else is raising my child. And it was a great center where they sent the kids. But still, the fact is someone else is raising your child Absolutely. for, for 12 hours, you know, three or four times a week. That's the majority of their livelihood right. there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, hearing that is a whole different thing than, you know, sympathizing with someone than actually experiencing it yourself when I actually had Lincoln and went back to work. And, you know, I, I had heard about it, but I never did really grasp it until I really had a child. So I remember the first time that I took Henley and had to drop her off at Mother's Day out. I was so thankful I had my mother-in-law kept Henley a lot when I had her, but she was still going to go two days a week to Mother's Day out. And I remember I went in the hallway and just sobbed after dropping her off Yes, because all I could think about was... All she knows is I've just left her with strangers. Abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like I've just I've just them. pushed her off on someone else mm-hmm. and walked out of the room. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know who these people mm-hmm. are. I mean, I just absolutely sobbed mm-hmm. in the hallway yeah. after I dropped her off. I mm-hmm. called my mom. I called Ryan first and told yeah. him I'm a terrible mother because Henley's with strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't know she's yeah. crying. Thankfully, she's grown out of it. But she was one that every time I dropped her off, she cried. So it made me feel even worse. worse. And then it didn't help. One time I called my mom to talk to her about it. She's like, yeah. Remember when I used to drop Justin off and he'd stand at the door with his little hand on the door. (laughs) And I would pull out of the driveway and just watch him cry. And I was like, okay, this isn't helping (laughs) at all. I was sharing. Making you feel better. (laughs) I didn't know. It's another one of those things where I'd always heard about it and thought, it can't be that bad. You don't need to feel guilty. You're just doing what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you're supporting your kids or whatever. And I just didn't get the full grasp of it until I had to drop my kids off Mm -hmm. for the first time Mm -hmm. and walk away. And I know me, I had a hard time when you would drop me off. Every day. Mm -hmm. Every day. So you cry too? 
Oh, I cried oh, hard. Yeah. I rem- I like I remember it. Yeah, I'm scarred. <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying around these scars right now. We're going to talk about them. That's why I have you here today, Carol. We're having mom guilt right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Forget about thirty you know, years ago. But I'm stronger for it. <laughs> yes, that's you are. right. That's right. That's all there is to I it. I can still remember because my girls, both of them, they now Natalie did get to stay at home with my sister-in-law. Her, first year but after that and poor little Stephanie she was 12 weeks old when she went to daycare and it was just a thing of guilt producing but you know you don't have any other choice at that point in time I had no choice and you just have to pray a lot there's something about a lot of praying moms and grandmas that get you through it takes a village as we mm-hmm. spoke about before but I will tell you this that when my girls when I remember dropping them off at school then I saw the K-5 kids that were coming into school for the first time. And their moms were walking out, and they're holding on to their legs, screaming. And my kids are going, bye, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> They'd already yeah. acclimated to being separated mm-hmm. in yeah. the toddler years. Mm-hmm. And they were like, so long. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. See you later. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I just know that. Henley's already a little more used to it. She she does a lot better when I drop her off now. But and then you experience mom guilt because of that. Too. Exactly. Like, they don't. Oh, I'm not there. They're used to me not being around. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't want me here. Exactly. Yeah. But they don't need me. Don't, they don't even. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. Me. But uh-huh. even on the sense of, we are very blessed to where I don't absolutely have to work, and I feel guilt on a whole other level that I I work anyway. You know that I get so much fulfillment from that too. That it makes me feel selfish and guilty. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, if they're not with me or at Mother's Day out two days a week, they're with my mother-in-law or mm-hmm. a close family friend. We're not, I mean, they're not just like getting passed around all yeah. over the place. But that's where I think a lot of my guilt comes from too, is that I don't absolutely have to be working. I just love what I do. So mm-hmm. I am working. Mm-hmm. And that's just a whole other, I've talked to my mom about it several times. Sometimes you have to have some adult conversations. <laughs> Maternity love about killed me. I think I talked yeah. about that on several episodes yeah, maternity leave yeah, about yeah, killed yeah, me yeah. you need that interaction with other adults and yeah i need full on yeah. eye contact i need you to know what i'm saying to you and i need you to be able to say something other than mama mama and don't touch me yeah <laughs> yeah no i remember i remember my sister-in-law when i was working they had already had kids or starting to have kids jonathan and i we're still, you know, kid-free. Living right? the life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> but anyways, I would just, she was a stay-at-home mom. And I would always re- just remember how she looked. And just like, uh, she's, I love my sister-in-law. She's beautiful. But I would just like, why, why is she so tired? You know, why does she look so tired? She's, you know, hanging out with the kids I all day. just at home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Coloring. Oh, doing it nothing. Oh, for my goodness. Oh, and then, I stayed, oh, yeah, is. when we moved here in Knoxville, I just stayed home. For transition, you know, because Lincoln was having issues with transitioning from, you know, living in South Carolina, what he knew, to Tennessee. But anyways, experiencing it and staying at home is like a whole different thing because I never thought I would be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Because my mom worked And I forever. think that's a part of it. You just assume, like, I don't know how to be a stay-at-home mom, and that part scares me too. Like, I'm almost afraid yeah. to be a stay-at-home yeah. mom. Yeah. I don't even have an idea of what that looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a teacher, and I'm not like an oh, organized, like, oh, 
this is our craft time. And this I is mean, our- the weekends, I can barely keep them entertained on the weekends. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I can barely come up with stuff for us. The power was out yesterday at our house. I lasted about 10 minutes before I started using data from our phone so that they would chill yes, out and yes. just watch something for a second. <laughs> because I just, I was, my creativity ran out real yeah, quick. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's draining. It is mm-hmm. so draining. And I think... You do need that time with other and to you know, know that you can do something like yeah that you are needed outside yes, of your home like yes. you know you're needed like yes. they have to love you and need you like, yeah they just it's just a part of that's a good point yeah that's you know but point. it just it's something satisfying about knowing that you bring something to the world outside of your home yeah that you have something to offer right. Plus, I'm just real scared to be a stay-at-home mom. I mean, because it is so hard. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is. It's, it's, it's 24-7. Yes. It's 24-7. And Amen. I just think, Ryan, he even said to me, he said, I'm kind of scared for you to be a stay-at-home mom because I don't know what you'll be like when you get home. Like, I don't know. I don't know, if you'll still, I don't know if you'll still love me when I get home every day. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's a valid point, too. But, you know, we just talked about some of the scenarios where you experience this guilt. But I think you experience it. It's not just about going to work and dropping your kids off. I think it's in other areas. Like, I feel guilt if I give them screen time. In my head, they're only getting 15 minutes of watching something. But if I need to fold laundry, put it away, guess what? Henley, you're going to watch a couple episodes of Fancy Nancy because uh, yeah. I need to get some stuff done. <laughs> Those books like, are running. We love Fancy yeah. Nancy. I know. I just, but then I feel guilty about that. And I'm like, her brain is jello. Like, she's yeah. not, she's not going to be intelligent at all. Yeah. Or the things I feed them. If we're um, out... And we've, we're doing Chick-fil-A or, I mean, can't feel guilty about Chick-fil-A. Let's say McDonald's instead. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you get fast food for them, you're feeling guilty about it. I think it's in other scenarios. It's not just about working. It's something that pops up. I think multiple times a day, even if you don't work, you're experiencing mm-hmm. the guilt. Like, should I be doing letters with them? I try to sit down and do letters with Henley, mm-hmm. and we're still on letter A, and it's mm-hmm. been about three months because <laughs> I can't, I can't spend yeah. enough time on A is for Apple. If I say that one more time, yeah. And I think with each child, it gets the, <laughs> the, I know. the standard. It's just we <laughs> drop. Poor Farah. Who knows how much? Oh my gosh! No, I don't, I don't know if I. You get to the third. The S is not okay. I want to say a story. Just go ahead, Natalie. It's a safe place. This is a safe Poor space. Farrah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Poor Farrah. Poor Farrah. I would leave her on the bed. We have a king size bed. Mm-hmm. So it's big just, enough. Yes. And she wasn't crawling at the time that yep. I knew. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she just fell she right rolled. off. Right uh, off that not, bed. And it's uh, you want to talk about some mob guilt. You yeah. your child, something like yes. that happens. Yes. Hagen fell off the couch the other day. I mean, just like head first. I thought he's gonna be fine. I mean, he's a year old. He should be he should know how to get off the couch. <laughs> But now, <laughs> he, just, he just fell right off that thing. And yes. he's got a big knot right here. Um, right I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that we've all, all of our yes. children at some point have rolled off, yes. walked off, mm-hmm. or crawled off. In yes. Capacity. I know. It has happened. did that with Stephanie yeah. in the grocery store one time because she's such a, she was a thumb sucker mm-hmm. and she was just so laid back. Mm-hmm. I just almost forgot her. I, mean, <laughs> I, looked, I looked and she's in there, her little carrier just sitting there with her phone. Like, oh. oh, I just almost forgot her. I think there's something about that younger child. She got left at <laughs> King's Island. Yeah. We all just oh, walked off. Carol, and left tell her. the full story. 
Don't just say it like it wasn't traumatic. It was traumatic. It is one of every part. It was one. It is one of the markers of my life. I'll tell you that if I go to therapy, it will all go back to It'll that be probably. At the top, right. Oh my but we've gone on vacation. We're at Kings Island. Yeah. I've never been back there. Where is that at? Uh, where is that? Uh, Ohio. Ohio. Atlanta. Yeah. I was a little yeah. off on that one. Yeah. But we yeah. were there, and it was the whole family. Yeah. We were watching the bottle toss where you try to get rings around necks <laughs> of the bottles. This is how specifically I remember this, Carol. You're about to find out. I do, too. I remember that specifically. Wow. The game how old was I? You were little, like maybe three or four. Are wow. you kidding you me? You that at three. Wow. She that's, was that's little. Impressive. We can all comfort ourselves, fellow mothers, that... <laughs> You haven't left a three or four year old in an amusement park. But I just, I turned, I think I was commenting on how fascinating it was. I, I remember standing in front of the whole family watching it and I turned around to tell you something. No one. I mean, oh. no one that I knew. Do you remember that feeling? I do remember that feeling. And I remember looking, I, I specifically remember my face like pointed up and looking at all these faces and I didn't oh. know and I just lost it. I was screaming and crying and this couple, I think they were like newlyweds or something. They were a young they couple. They were very young. They found me. And they're like, what's going on? And I just said, I couldn't find my mommy. And I just kept screaming. And they set me on top of a trash can. Yeah. And we, <laughs> were as a group, had moved on. They were I gone. Mean, everybody gone. was gone. And all of a sudden, I said, who's got Callie? Nobody had Callie. It was four hours later. It I wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> Adoption papers had uh, This family had already called me there. They'd renamed me Renee. It was the weirdest thing. Oh my gosh. I just took off running as hard as I could back to that little gang thing. And I could see her. She was standing up on top of that trash can. And all I could hear was, That's my mommy. The one that's and running. Your heels, I'm yeah. Because sure everybody's too. turning to look to see yeah, they what's are. going yeah, on. Yeah, they are, Carol. That's mom again. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but the worst yeah. part is my brothers. As soon as the rest of the family caught up, I'll never forget. I don't remember which one of them was, but they said, why do we have to come back for her? <laughs> true statement. That sounds like Lincoln. It was, it was so special. It was so, I think you beat us all with that one, Mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you won. Well, I think you did. I'll give you a gold star. Thank you. Thank you. But what does... Mom guilt. I mean, obviously, Natalie and I are in kind of the younger stages of it with the, with how little our kids are. But how does it change with seasons of life? Kids get older. Did you experience it in different ways? I mean, you weren't always dropping us off with a babysitter. I mean, you know, I mean, we were growing and going into different seasons ourselves. So did mom guilt, what it was and what brought it on for you, change? Well, you want your child to be successful in life. You want them to be an impact person. And you want everything for them. Um, but when you see them struggle, you can't just put a Band-Aid on it anymore. You have to learn as they age to let the cord out a little bit more and a little bit more. And how do you draw that line between not hovering over them and not protecting them and everything, but let them experience life? Mm -hmm. And that is one of the hardest things to do. I'll tell you about a conversation that Stephanie and I had, and it's just been probably just a year or two ago. She was uh, talking to me about something and just pouring her heart out. To, and I was just beginning to get on fix mode, you know. Let me tell you what you need to do. To, and all of a sudden she said, little Stephanie, she said, Mom, you don't need to fix this. Just listen. 
And I, I zipped it, and I just listened. There's something about just actively listening and just pray with your kid. You know, this is going to be okay. It doesn't seem like it now, but you're going to get through this, and it's going to be okay. But just to listen. You know, listening is just underrated. Mm-hmm. Actively listening. So I learned a lot, and I continue to learn a lot from my girls. I'm so glad they tell me sometimes. Mom, just hush a minute. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and quit, quit trying, In love. Quit trying to fix this. And you find out as your children get older, you can't fix it. And it's hard to watch your children as they get older and struggle through all the things in life. And life just seems to be getting more and more complicated Mm -hmm. these days. Mm -hmm. Growing up in this time, I don't know what it's going to be for my grandchildren, but, you know, it just seems to be more and more complicated now. Well, and that's what I wonder, too. As you watch your kids grow up and get older and they do certain things, I know, like, right now we'll jokingly say if Henley says or does something, well, that's you. Like, you made her that way. But then, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. then as they get older and they do start making mistakes or they start mm-hmm. making poor choices or maybe they're making great choices, is it you don't feel the successes as much as you feel where they fail that it's you? Do you ever mm-hmm. think that or feel that? Like, could I have done something differently or said something differently? Because I always wonder that with Henley now. I mean, she's my one who's old enough to start making, talking and making yeah. decisions and saying things. And when she does say things that I'm a little embarrassed by, I'm like, should I have done, how should I have handled yeah. that differently? Yeah. What should I have done yeah. so that yeah. she won't do that again? Yeah. And I just don't know, does that get worse as they get older? Or do you kind of let the court out so far that you're just like, okay, I can't control this now? Mm. I think it gets a little harder, don't you, Rose? And just that you want them to make mistakes and you want them to learn from those mistakes. And for some kids, they're going to cross that line and then you're feeling guilty. Maybe I should have interceded Mm. earlier and pulled them back. But as you were speaking earlier, you can't discount the experience that you allow your children to have. Because if you keep hovered over your children or I think the helicopter term, helicopter mom mm-hmm. yeah. yes and I was about to say mom was not that, yeah. <laughs> mom was not that. you skid your knee get up uh, get up I once, I once broke my arm while you were taking the boys to a baseball game or something yep. and dad was the only one home and I full on broke my arm you could see the bone of it <gasps> okay. and I went to my dad and he said go take a bath it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting in the bath when you got home in a cold bath because I couldn't get out it hurt too much to get out and I just sat there listen I got left at King's Island my arm was barely hanging on I don't and know Farrah's gonna make it Natalie Farrah's gonna make it if I can she can <laughs> But I do, I I see that part of it. I'm just afraid to let them make mistakes, though, because Mm -hmm. it's going to hurt me. I'm going to want to be the fixer and Mm -hmm. to... And to say, do this, this, and this, and it's going to be better. Or let me fight this battle for you. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going to, I think, struggle the most. And there are going to be times when you can interject your life experience. You know, you know, if you do this, this is going to be a mistake. You know, mm-hmm. you know full well some of the life experiences and consequences of some, of some choices that you make that you know are going to be dead wrong. But there's a lot of gray areas out there and what road to take and how to do it. But... I'll tell you, prayer. I'm telling you, prayer, prayer, prayer. To be a praying mom, to be a praying grandma. You just see answers to prayers over and over and over and over again. 
not that things are going to be perfect. You're still going to see things that happen and some devastating things sometimes. But without prayer and without the Lord Jesus, Carol and I were talking about that on the way over tonight. How do people make it without the Lord? I said, people just make poor choices. They fill that God-sized hole in their heart Mm -hmm. with other things that don't satisfy. Are there any definite triggers for you all that you know it's going to trigger guilt? Like if something happens or if something's said, or is there anything that you know when it happens you're going to feel guilty about? Whatever, as a mom, specifically in that arena. I know a long time ago when my children were little... We had a group of women, and it was just Baptist young women, and it was at church, and everybody kind of got pregnant at the same time and started families at Was the it a pregnancy time. pact? Uh, no. <laughs> that's not blood. But you would think that it might be. But especially when you started having conversations about what this child over here was doing and everything and how well they were doing in school or doing in soccer yes yes. and and then here comes the guilt okay if I didn't work Mm. then I could be doing this or if I didn't work they could have lessons for this if Mm -hmm. I didn't work then they could go and have tutoring Mm -hmm. and be at the head of the class you know and so it was that comparing Mm -hmm. families and everything and then finally it took me a very long time but I realized that what looked good on the outside Mm -hmm. with me looking in you know they were dealing with their stuff And so I kind of learned to step back and say, okay, this is great, but this is where we are right now, and it's okay. It's just where we are. It's okay, and not making me feel like I had to come up with all these things that are going to bring my child up to this bar that I gave them to hold. You know, I should never have given that bar to anybody to hold. Don't you think women are the worst? And I I throw myself into this category. We do two things that really are self-defeating, and that's compare and covet. Mm -hmm. We look at somebody else, like you say, on the outside. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. on the inside. But we have to deal with our own stuff. Exactly. (laughs) And just stay in our lane and not worry about the Joneses. Exactly. And we could have it so much better. Look at they have this better Mm -hmm. or this is better. And unfortunately social media we only see the best. We Mm -hmm. only see the best there is. And we wonder, well, our kid doesn't look like that every day. (laughs) Our kid doesn't say that. Our kid doesn't do that. I don't do that as a mom. I don't look like that as a mom when I go out or I you know, I mean it's just one of those things where we set ourselves up for we perfection do. and that perfection will always get us in trouble mm-hmm. and it's a pride thing too at the core of it some, some a little pride. bit of you wants to be better yeah. right a little you want to strive to be the best mm-hmm. that you yeah. i mean you can mm-hmm. be and you get ticked at your kids when they won't stand in front of that old fence just right and smile at you at the same time <laughs> so you can post the picture about yes, how great yes, they look because yes. you pick the outfits out yes. Yes, it that's is, so funny. Gosh, yeah. it's yeah. the absolute it's, truth. Yeah. It is. So this guilt and this comparison and this coveting and all of those things, how do you all battle it? What are some things you know that you can do that will keep it from sucking you in and you know it's not going to control you? Like for me, mm-hmm. I I don't have 
Facebook app. I occasionally go on and on it and stuff, and it's so funny. I don't have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mom has an Instagram, and I don't even have an well, Instagram. Well, I was driving over here tonight, and I was thinking, I'm not going to be able to tag any of these ladies in this, because I don't know if any Mom's of them have Mom's on it. Instagram, but I don't, I don't even know how to pull it up. <laughs> you also have Snapchat, Miss Rose. I do have, you, no, I do have Snapchat. It. That's the only social media I do have, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I think, I just have like from family and like a, a few mm-hmm. like close friends, I'll do Snapchat, but that's how I combat it, the comparison. Because I would always look on Facebook like, oh my gosh, they're going this to this place or mm-hmm. that place, and oh my gosh, and then I, I did, always guilty. wondered why you didn't, and that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. That I don't go places. No, no. <laughs> you never, I never go anywhere, so I got rid of the app because I don't want people expecting me to be places. <laughs> No, yeah. I always wondered why you didn't have like Instagram or I mean I'm not on Facebook. You the know, the thing I, I do have yeah Snapchat because that's just you can send funny. Well, because that's just fun, and a lot of yeah. times people aren't showing the best parts of their life. On yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Really bad stuff. No, I'm just no, I just use it to show the embarrassing things exactly. to my close yeah. friends. Yeah. 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 But that's that's how I you know combat it just to kind of not do the comparison thing mm-hmm. because I was constantly like compared. Well, I can't provide financially anymore because I'm not working. Mm-hmm. See, that was the, my like where I was feeling guilty. Well, I'm not contributing financially like I was, but mm-hmm. this is where God has called me to be right now is in our lives in this season as I'm at home. As the kids are growing older, you know, I do feel the urge to go back to work. But um, right now, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom and I'm like, well, we can't afford to go to places because mm-hmm. I'm not contributing financially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that was kind of my trigger too. But um, yeah, that's... And honestly, media. without it, do you feel like you're missing out on anything? No. Like, no. I think that's what, we won't get rid of it because we're afraid of what we'll miss out on or we'll make excuses. Yeah. When I was nursing with Hagen, I felt like God was calling me to fast. But when I'm nursing, I couldn't really fast. So I was like, I'm going to fast from the thing that I'm on Mm. so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And those were great days. Yes. They were great days. Mm -hmm. Or the days that I didn't even touch any social media. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I didn't have to, I wasn't worried about anybody else. Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about anybody else. I wasn't feeling like a failure. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Any of that. It is that reminder of when I am with Henley and Hagen, how special those times Mm -hmm. are. And it's not that I'm working hard to make them special. Like, oh, we're going to go to Disney World every time we have a free day or whatever. (laughs) It's laying in the floor and letting them crawl all over me. And we're literally, we're not doing anything. We're just laying there talking and playing Mm -hmm. or whatever. And those times are, will continue to be some of the best memories. And we're Mm -hmm. not even doing anything. Mm -hmm. And when I got to take Henley to um, Princesses on Ice, she thought it was the greatest thing we've ever done it was simple it wasn't a hard thing to do it was only an hour yeah but it's just making sure that I am intentional with the time that we do have Mm -hmm. and intentional with the time that I'm away from them and it's not for nothing and Mm -hmm. it's not for like I know that I'm bringing value I'm a better mom because of it that time that I'm pouring into something else for this season, I know that, but just those reminders, I think, are the things that I have to stand on. And those feelings still come, and they still will define a lot yeah. of my days, how I feel when I walk into work on any given day. But in the seasons of burnout, in the seasons of frustration, how do you stay encouraged? For the moms who are listening, who either, maybe they are staying at home, and that, like you're saying, it's those long days where you feel like, I'm going to pull my hair out. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's for the moms that are working. Maybe they're working part-time. Maybe they're just tired. What's some encouragement that we can throw their way that we hold on to? Well, I think we kind of touched on it like with community and having those people around you just, you know, say, you know, I'm experiencing the same thing. You're you're not alone in this. And just having those people around you just, you know, support you and pray for you. That's a big thing too, like to pray for you in, in those 
those times of feeling, you know, inadequate as a mom or, you know, Mm -hmm. those kind of things. I think community is a big... Find you some people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's when we we moved here. I really love that, like with our small group, because Jonathan and I never had that. We were always in the ministry and he was a youth pastor. And so I was teaching a Sunday school class, you know, seventh grade girls for a whole marriage and so we never have had that. And so having that community and, and small group, that was huge, huge for us. And we found several close friends through that. And we can be real with and share those struggles, those real struggles with each other. So I was reading something the other day and it said, don't wait to be invited out. Don't wait for someone to ask you to do something. Like, go find your people. A part of it has to be you actively seeking right. that out. And a part of it is knowing that God's going to bring those people into your life as well. At church one Sunday, our pastor said, it's not just trust God and do nothing. Mm. It's trust God and do something. Like, no, he's going to help you, but you still got to put some effort in. Right, Mm. right. I think that one thing that is extremely helpful is to give yourself permission to take time for yourself. And I've seen that in Cali. It is is as much a mental thing as uh, anything. Uh, we swap out in the wee hours of the morning so that she can she has that little bit of time just to go to the gym, just for her because mm-hmm. it is probably. Yeah. I mean, outside of giving birth to me and giving me life, mm-hmm. um, it's probably the greatest <laughs> thing you've ever done for me. You're is, welcome. I just remember when I was pregnant with Henley, trying to figure out when am I going to get to run or do a workout mm-hmm. because it was. It's one of those. You know, I think we all have these like rocks in our lives that like are part of the foundation and for me mentally it's Mm -hmm. some sort of exercise every Mm -hmm. day like I've just got I've got to do something Mm -hmm. to feel okay Mm -hmm. and I just remember asking my mom I was like okay will this work you go to the gym at five you come to my house at six I go to the gym and come back and it's so early it is so early but I mean it's been one of those things where and and we've done it since I was born everybody at the gym knows the routine when I leave is Callie coming now are you going to her house Mm -hmm. yes I'm going to (laughs) mom gets ready for work at my house while I go to the gym and then I get back and she so she's but it's also great because it's a guaranteed way the kids get to see you pretty much every day like they wake up to you and I think that is because with you working you don't get to see it you wouldn't get to see them other than the week yeah so I just see the benefit for her just her attitude and Mm -hmm. outlook Mm -hmm. is better uh, just having that little bit of time and we feel guilty if we take time for ourselves we give and give and give and I think that we have to give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves because we are taking care of so many other people okay we've got some uh seasoned professionals here and Natalie and I are just are been been in the game a little while but what's our best advice for all current or almost or eventual moms I think you find out you're pregnant and you're so excited and you can't wait for this little person to get here and everything. None of us sitting here knew how to be a mom. Mm -hmm. We're learning. And, you know, even though my children are gone, I'm still learning a new way to be a mom. I think Rose hit on it was shut up and listen respectfully. (laughs) (laughs) You 
know. Except sometimes I am calling and I need you to just tell me what to do. Yeah. Right. I don't need yeah. you just to listen. Truth I need you to have a yeah. next step. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we're learning what our role is as moms now. Exactly. And it's just a con- You're learning, mm-hmm. yeah, in each one of these seasons that we walk through. And you don't have to have all the answers you right off don't. the bat. You don't and have to know what to do every step. And... I think that you all would agree. You're not going to always know the right answer or if you've hit on the right answer. And that's okay, too. It's okay, too. You're feeding them. You're giving them a bath. and They're alive. They're alive. <laughs> I'm not always giving them baths. I know. Okay? That's every three job. days. That's I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I looked at Ryan. Don't smell my It was last weekend. I looked at Ryan last weekend. I said, when's the last time they got baths? I could not remember. I could not. I was like, I don't know. I don't know when the last time was that they. When their bottoms started to choose. I know. I'm sorry. Listen, when I. Well, I see Henley scratching her bitchocks. I know it's time to dip her in real quick. Otherwise, well, mom, my mom keeps giving her this body spray, so I just tell her spray it on. Go. She's been listen. I put dry shampoo in her hair before because there you go. I'm just trying. Listen, I'm just saying they're alive. Yes, that's right. And they're happy. Yes, they're alive and they're happy. Life's good then, and we're making it work. Yep, we're making it work. Well, I think Natalie and I can both agree that we have some of the best moms. In the whole wide world, and now they get to be friends, yes. which I'm so excited about. I now. am too. They're about to be neighbors. Yes. I just love it. Me some Carol She's befriending me and has been woman. my best friend. It's going to be so great. Woman. And you all can keep our children together. <laughs> <laughs> I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.